The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Let me say good morning to um, Alderman Joe McMiniman, Ward 7. How are you? Good morning, Sam. I've been listening to from 6 onward, uh, trying to pay attention to everything that's in the world of news, analysis, and entertainment. Very good. Thank you. Uh, uh, lots of good talk this morning. Thanks a lot. Okay, let's get, uh, we've got limited time. Um, I don't understand, how does the council decide how they're going to give grants to? I know you made a grant to the uh, Lucky Horseshoes. I know they made a grant uh, to the Illinois State Fair or you know, to for the Gate 2 thing. Uh, there is a concert tonight uh, at the BOS Center, not sponsored by BOS. It's a private concert promoter that is having a weekend of music Friday and Saturday. Uh, they requested some money from the council. I thought, how much was granted? Do you remember, was it $25,000? That's correct, 25000 Okay, how did you, does the council have some sort of formula that they look at when they decide if yes or no when people come up and ask for money. There are a lot of people, whether it be the corn ferry, whatever the case might be, a lot of people come before the council. Is that strictly an individual alderman's decision whether to vote yes or no on that? It's a lot of ad hoc to this, Sam. There's a lot more money currently to push out to these kinds of events. Um, we did set aside a certain amount of money in our budget for these types of types of sponsorships. This sponsorship uh, requests do go through a, a recommendation-type committee before the, it gets to council. Um, this one that you're disca- describing, I voted no. I think uh, Roy Williams voted present. He had problems with it, but um, it, otherwise it got a unanimous vote. Uh, I had problems with it. I think we're, we're pushing around way too much money. That The music fest, that, that I, some might say it draws from outside Springfield. I don't think it draws much from outside Springfield. I don't think we should be using hotel, motel money um, for that kind of an event. That's my own personal point of view on it. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know how many of those people will overnight here in Springfield. I don't know if it's a commuter crowd, maybe come one night, maybe come both nights, but drive back and forth. And, and I think it would be very difficult to measure. How many of those people, at any event, not just singing it on one of them, on any event, um, how much that impacts uh, the motels and so on in Springfield. So it's an individual, basically, It's an, you talk about it, but it comes down to individual aldermen, alder persons, how they feel on that particular issue. Is that right? Yeah, these can go any direction, basically. You're right. There's not a, a really strict formula for this. All right. No. Uh, the second item that I want to talk about is Enos Park. Um, they have, help me out, what do they have, 60 or 70 lots that they don't want, that Enos Park ever Neighborhood Association evidently owns them, and they want to give them back, or they want to, what do they want to do? They want the city to purchase them because evidently the Enos Park Neighborhood Association owes property taxes on these lots. Is that correct? Um, they want to transfer the lots back to the city. Uh, that group that is basically a land bank, they've just run out of steam, but they got a lot of overhead. And the overhead is um, basically it's about $30,000 a year, and that means they're paying real estate taxes on these 70 lots. They're paying insurance. They're doing all the mowing. 
um, et cetera, and they've got accounting fees and legal fees because they've you know, traded in lots and, and tried to improve those neighborhoods. They're just running out of steam. I think transferring the lots back to the city is about the best alternative. Once the city owns the lots, then you know, the city doesn't pay real estate taxes on the, on the property that it owns. Uh, Twenty of those lots, Sam, are on uh, 9th Street. Um, when you look at those lots, they're better maintained than what the city could maintain them for. And now they're going back to the city. I think you've got to look at Enos Park Land Bank as kind of like an, an arm of the city, kind of run by volunteers. None of them got thick pockets because of this. Uh, so I think that um, they just run out of steam, and um, let's put them back to the city, and then the city economic development department will have to, to carry the ball forward. Who pays the past taxes due then? So that's what this the, the ordinance um, uh, provides money to pay all the past paid all the past taxes with about eighty thousand dollars of, of uh, accrued real estate taxes, um, many of them in redemption phase, and then uh, I think there's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of commercial loans that will be paid off, and then I think twenty thousand dollars to Delano Law Firm, and roughly the same amount to. Uh, uh, Kerberick and Breckel, I think it is, accounting firm. So essentially, so, we're paying off the debt of this private um, land bank operation that uh, they've just uh, incurred a lot of money trying to do good things. So, so that's they've incurred ta- a lot of debt trying to do good things. That is tax money that the city has that's going to pay this off. Am I right? That's correct. Okay. Um, have are we too deep in the Enos Park to back away from it? I mean, there are people saying, look. There's 70 lots. There's a reason. Nobody's buying. Nobody's building. Nobody's developing. Does the city want to get back in what obviously is a is a situation that's heading in the wrong direction? Uh, maybe somebody well, bit off more than they can chew. Are, are we too deep in with all the tips and everything we've done? Because where there has been improvements in Lincoln, or excuse me, in Enos Park, if I said Lincoln, I apologize, in Enos Park, where there has been improvements, it is noticeable. Some of those structures are very nice. People have done a very nice job with them and so on. But overall, and I think you probably hit it, it looks to me like it has run out of steam. Where does this organization go? Talk about the Neighborhood Association of Venus Park. Where do they go after this? If, in fact, the city bails them out and takes the lots, what do they do next? Are they still in business? Um, they would be able to focus more on... Um, advocacy type work, I believe, rather than trying to manage uh, 70 lots, you know, organizing people to mow the lots and do all that and stay on top of it. Uh, I think they've had a lot of successes out there. That they have, in the process of all this, sold 50 homes, 50 homes that um, are now are in better shape than that, what they would have been. I think the neighborhoods have stabilized. They're, the neighborhoods are better than that, what they would have been had there been no land bank activity. Uh, it, it, no solution is perfect, but I think this is a better solution than Enos Park just um, being unable to pay their real estate taxes and then the properties um, basically uh, forfeit to the county um, and then and then the city buys them from the county or something like that. I mean, I think this is more orderly, a more orderly uh, resolution of the problem than other options that are out there. Uh, segment number three, part number three, the, the housing situation for the homeless. I, I, I've got a little confused. Are we building something? You had a concern about the location. Give me a little history about what this was about. It evidently passed the other night. Follow me through. Give me a little history. Uh, Helping Hands wants uh, to have 22 new apartment units for the chronically homeless 
at the end of a dead end road, a township dead end road south on South Park, south of Wabash. And um, the, the lighting is bad. The sidewalks are bad. The um, the roads are bad. They're narrow. And we want to put uh, chronically homeless out there who won't have cars. They're going to be walking everywhere to get anything, whether it be a to get the public transportation, which is um, almost a mile away to um, to MacArthur and uh, Wabash in one direction, uh, going through township roads or going uh, in the other direction towards Seven Pines. There's a, a mass transit stopping point there, which is about a half mile away. The closest grocery store is Schnucks on Chatham Road, a mile and a half away, or, um, um, uh, you know, um, High V uh, for uh, on uh, MacArthur Boulevard. It's just not a good location, Sam. I just think it's it's just I can't believe we're doing doing something like this. Um, it doesn't pass most tests you'd want to give to a project. So so help me out. The, the so city is going to provide the money. A contractor is going to build uh, these units or give it to what helping hands. Um, the the it's it's going to cost about six million dollars. The developers got a bunch of the money from Illinois Housing Development Authority. The city is, is throwing in about $800,000 to make everything cash flow. So what was on the ordinance uh, this past Tuesday was the $800,000 of uh, city money that we get from the federal government. Uh, you voted against it, I believe. Why? You know, I know the area, Sam. That's what's uh, basically um, to, to the uh, to the west of the property in question. The property in question now is Ward 7 because it got annexed after we gave them um, the zoning approval. Uh, that's my ward um, to, to go into the west, Seven Pines area. And, I, and, and you, you have pockets of Ward 7 along Park Street itself. I've walked it many times. I know the area. And I know that it just, it's idiotic to expect the chronically homeless to be put out there remotely uh, in that location um, cutting through private properties to get to where they want to get to in the fastest uh, possible way. Um, how are they going to – it just doesn't make sense. They don't have cars, so um, they, they depend on uh, public transportation, but it's not located properly for public transportation. The, the buses aren't nearby. So uh, so I'm, I'm just against it. It's a bad location. I'm, a, I'm all in favor of su- what they call um, permanent supportive housing. We need that. And so I think in a um, – People are so eager to do something for the homeless, we're picking a bad location. That's, that's the bottom line. I, I pointed out how we, we've got a good location, for example, that's worked well for the homeless veterans on South Spring Street, mm-hmm. uh, which is two blocks from a, a mass transit location, which is two blocks uh, west of uh, 2nd Street uh, downtown. I've always supported that homeless shelter for veterans. they got a communal-type kitchen arrangement there, and it's, a, it's, it's really worked out very well. It's a good location. All right, uh, a little dust-up between you and uh, Aldrin Hanauer the other night uh, dealing with the map. Uh, who who designed the new ward map, and what input did any alderman have in the two maps? Before they were submitted, what input did the alderman have, and who designed the map, and were they paid to do this? Yeah, you know, um, Hanauer, he, sometimes he acts like a football coach at the council, and I wish he'd have a little more self-reflection. But um, actually, Ralph and I were together with uh, Roy Williams on trying to push 
the remap through the Regional Planning Commission, because all three of us serve on the Regional Planning Commission, mm-hmm. and we wanted uh, to get it done early on, and, and nothing was happening. We kept pushing for it, and, and finally we got a contract between the city government and uh, Molly Burns at the Regional Planning Commission. Okay. kind of view them as nonpartisan type people, and they, they drew up a map, and it came to us two months ago. And then, then, so it's just sitting there. And so then again, me, Roy Williams, and Ralph, we said, let's get this moving. Let's get this. T- uh, uh, we need this approved um, because, you know, the elections are coming up. People need to circulate their petitions. So uh, we uh, initiated an ordinance to, to come into council uh, now three weeks ago. And then everyone joined in that ordinance eventually. So it became co-sponsored by everybody. And then, uh, so now we have finally got an ordinance. And then... Uh, and then, um, uh, I guess three. So then, so we um, wanted to get it on one of the agendas, either consent agenda or the debate agenda. And it, by unanimous, it got on the consent agenda for um, discussion this week on Tuesday night. And then all of a sudden, um, people start saying, uh, "Well, we, we want to make changes. We, we want to make changes." So that's what caused the dust up. Um, Hanar starts yelling because I kind of called people out on it. You know. You know, if we want to make changes, give us your changes. You know, why are we stalling on this? We've had two months since we had the map, and then uh, Ralph didn't, I guess, like what I had said, so he he um, tries to um, do his point of view. But here's the bottom. Here's what I see happening. I hope we got a little few more minutes here. Sure, absolutely. Um, when the map, when the map first came to the city uh, two months ago from Regional Planning Commission, Bill Houlihan got all involved in it. And he started drawing up different versions of the map, thinking that he would do at the city council what the GOP did at, at the county, and mm-hmm. which the Democrats did at state level. And and I had conversations with Houlihan. I say, Houlihan, stay out of this. We're we're supposed to be nonpartisan. We run without party labels. Don't don't gerrymander this and and try to help certain candidates and not hurt. Let's just go with what this independent group came up with. They did their, they gave it their best shot, and they did a good job. The Regional Planning Commission, I think they tried to make as few changes as possible, keep precincts intact, meet the consent decree where we have to, you know, um, follow the federal court order and um, making it more possible for, for a minority in at least one of the wards to get elected. And uh, and but Bill was drawing up different maps. Now I don't know. I think the two older women, uh, meaning uh, on the uh, six and eight are deeply involved in something different. They want to do something for themselves, I guess. And and Donald and Hannah, are, I think, are acting as front persons for them. Uh, that's the way I see it, at any rate. But I think our better course of action is just take the map that was produced for us and not be, you know, politicians choosing our own voters. And I think uh, uh, Scott Reeder's got a good opinion piece on this in the Illinois Times on page 9. It just came out. When Illinois politicians choose their voters... You know, we shouldn't be choosing which uh, ward we're going to, the boundaries of our own ward. Incumbency already already has too many advantages. Now we want to improve our incumbency even more by kind of flipping around some precincts that we like for ourselves better. I think it's too self-serving and uh, and uh, selfish and greedy. And so I think we're just better taking the map that we got from an independent group that did not have a D or, or a... Or a Republican hat on and just go with it, uh, you know. But I'm I'm open-minded. If someone's got a legitimate point to make on changing the map, uh, but usually there's a domino effect. Any change you make in one ward is going to spill over to all the other wards, and then you got a mess on your hands. So uh, that's my point of view, Sam. How about? I mean, you knew nothing about it. Uh, this proposed map. 
I don't think Alderman Gregory, uh, Alderman Gregory, and Alderman Gregory Williams probably did know anything about it. I'm not so sure Alderman Purchase knew. Um, I, I keep hearing all the time the one criticism Aldermen have had back to the Hussar administration and maybe even before that to Ozzie, communications, open, candid, transparency. And yet when they had a chance to do this, I guess I'm. why wouldn't they have involved everybody and say, hey, we're going to come up with a third map, just not going to blindside you. We just want to submit or get something else submitted. That was not done, evidently. Well, they had a chance to talk about it um, Tuesday night, but they're playing hide the ball. You know, what are the changes you want to make? You know, we've been sitting on this for too long. What are the changes? And uh, we didn't hear any any specifics on that. So am I right? When you vote on this, and I know is is August 1 the deadline it has got to be voted on, the new word maps? I think we're, we'd like to start passing petitions. I won't be one of them, but um, by August uh 28. All right. So so having said that, again, you are probably going to end up with three maps. Is that correct? Well, the Regional Planning Commission gave us two maps. Right. One was kind of a, a kind of a this is how bad it can get type map um, if we if we start breaking up precincts. So uh, one was a realistic map that the Regional Planning Commission came up with. One was kind of a see how bad it can get type map. And then... Uh, and then I don't know um, what, uh, um, you know, Ward 6 and 8 and maybe 10, they're going to come up with some modifications. Maybe maybe Gregory will find some advantages to it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we'll find out. Hey, I thank you for your time on short notice. Thank you for visiting with us. Uh, we covered four subjects I think that were very important. Uh, hopefully the people think so. And uh, thank you for your time, Alderman Joe McMinnon. Have a good weekend. Thanks always, Sam. There's always so much to talk about. Uh, we can save the rest for another time. Thanks Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it much. Thanks. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.